Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from the heart of the NFL Draft Experience, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. This is the Playmakers on 1140 The Bet and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the greatest draft show, at least on this side of the table. The Playmakers, Lindsey Brown, and your name's Adrian Hernandez. Glad that we are in sync. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lindsay, you I are the Lance Bass to my Justin Timberlake, and I'm going to leave you out to dry one of these days to pursue the single career. But you know what? Today is not that day. We are still in team sport mode we are again live from the nfl draft at nice caesars you, forum well i'm just saying we gotta we gotta be in the sink man well no i'm just i needed to verify when you said that i was just making sure the tables a lot of lights cameras 4k cameras and everything just making sure you know it's a situation going on right now it's pretty packed here it in is. the draft room so things we, are elevated we're getting closer an hour away from the festivities to really pop off yeah i i won't say that we were the first ones in here this morning but we were certainly in the first dozen uh, multiplication has happened. There's probably what two hundred people in here right now. Yeah, it's, we're it's directly getting... in front of the speaker that's playing the the draft coverage, and yeah, it's it's a little hectic in here. But what else could we expect for uh, the NFL draft and it being for its first time here in Las Vegas? Yesterday we had Trey Wingo on, as you reminded us last hour, and he put forth the 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 resolution, let's say, to have Vegas essentially host the NFL draft once every four years, five years. Like, let's put this in the rotation. And so we make a hell of a first impression because otherwise people wouldn't be coming back here so often, right? 100%. And so I, I think that's certainly going to be so, something that the NFL will explore in its future because we've had a lot of different locations for Super Bowls, for drafts, but a lot of it has been more as a, as a – Good for you for getting the stadium deal done through the legislation, right? We got yeah. to reward teams that are that are able to secure that. We're one of those communities here, but let's just say we know how to do it up a little bit better than everybody else. No, hundred percent. As we're looking at some of the draft, I mean, the Bellagio fountains are going off. Mm-hmm. Somehow the stage is still there in the middle of the water, but they're still having the water do you show. Think they have lifeguards. I don't think so. I know that they got dudes in boats because the ferries was the original plan yeah. for the draft. Picks, so you don't think anybody like, is on staff at the Founds in case somebody falls in that, that to save them? Wow. I would be shocked. I feel like that'd be a liability issue. I feel like the security guards have to do double duty and know how to do, and know how to. I do know, both. but that's why you, you you pay somebody else so the security guards can take care of their job, which is securing the thing, and then you have somebody to watch the water. Because you can't just like assume that the water's going to be safe. No, a hundred percent. I do. Like, I'm very excited, and I said this last week, 
I'm, I hope everything goes smoothly as it is so far, and it looks beautiful, and so many people, I hope all the locals get to experience everything, because this is just, just the appetizer for what I think the NFL wants to do and has planned for the Super Bowl. I know, but that's two years away still. No, I that's know. two years away. No, that's true, but so far, like, and we, we were able to go into the experience, and now they're starting to let people get into the actual draft theater. Uh, this is a beautiful thing, and no matter where you're going to see it on the strip, or otherwise, because there's parties going on everywhere. There's uh, parties I hope in here. They were wheeling booze through here two yeah, hours ago. Like, like, where are you going? <laughs> Honestly, there's rooms that say no access, but there's, like, strobe lights in those right? rooms. Right, or they put, like, a wall in front of a door, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Don't, don't look in here. Yeah, please uh, okay. don't. A lot of Raiders are represented. A lot. A lot of Raiders fans out there. I suppose they're invited, right? Of course. Yeah. I would hope so. I would hope so. You're Minnesota Vikings. There are tons of us around here. A lot. Goes we with we the theme met of the a purple. fan from, what was he, from Northern Ireland or yeah. Scotland? I, I said I Northern Ireland. We thought it was I just an average Joe. I'll tell you what about the Vikings fandom internationally. And it makes a lot of sense because the, the Vikings are obviously in, in spirit of a lot of the, the Scandinavian immigration that the Midwest, and specifically Minnesota, has been a hotbed for. And so they had to immigrate from somewhere. It's usually in the area of the Europeans. And so a lot of them jump on the bandwagon. So I hope that, uh, I think his name is Adam. Enjoys his evening, hopefully not sober. Hundred <laughs> percent. Because um, he said, as a Vikings fan, he knows better. Yeah, true, true. And for for the Raiders fans too, they kind of get to relax because listen, they got Devontae Adams, right? Yep. And they don't pick until late Friday because their first pick is the 86th in the third round. And this so, isn't the draft to trade up for Talenton, so we're not really anticipating it. Although we can't technically say that that's true. Yeah, because they don't might, know. They might move up round two for some offensive linemen because they damn sure need it. But the party is uh, is well underway, as the kids say. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Uh, yesterday we had our weekly edition of the Deep Dive with 35, and you posed the question to me, McShay or Kuiper? I went with McShay because I just thought Kuiper sits a little bit differently on TV and it bugs me. So I thought it would be a fun thing to do, uh, as you like to say, just read off the Internet for our radio show. Uh, I have the final mock draft submitted by Tog. Todd McShay in front of me right now. And you have Mel Kuyper Jr. We're to compare, contrast, and then rip their takes to the ground if needed. But I feel like they may know just a little bit more, just a smidgen more. But Todd McShay has Trayvon Walker, the defensive end from Georgia, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is that the, the talent that a lot of people are saying doesn't have a whole lot of I've proven what I can do. But as a talent, as a ceiling for that talent, it's kind of undeniable. And so they're looking to add to a, to an edge rush there. What did uh, Kuiper put for number one overall for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I really don't like that they're they're tagging along and going with the same dudes. No! I wanted a disagreement. Uh, he went with Trayvon Walker, too. And, and this, the news of Trayvon getting to be the number one pick has started to gain steam this past week. Yep. Obviously, Georgia defense, we've talked about it ad nauseum. All-star defense, all-star team. But if he does go number one, this will be the first time that a defensive end, a defensive lineman period has gone in with no more or no less than 10 sacks. This guy only had nine and a half sacks. That's never happened before. There's been a little bit more production out of one of these linemen that's been taken at that number one slot. According to Todd McShay, Aiden Hutchinson and his journal pages that are sewn into the very coat pockets he is wearing tonight like a sweetheart. Uh... That's where he's thinking of going to the Motor City Kitties. I have bad news. 
Deviation or the same same girl same? Same thing. Come on, you guys. You guys are supposed to be disagreeable. That's 100%. the whole point behind media, right? Argue. Duh. So let's get our first take on. So are you going with with pot potential or consistency? Because obviously Ooh. Aiden Hutchinson's opposite because he had 14 sacks this year. Accomplished everything. And he went journal. to Michigan, which you know is kind of a black spot if you're in the Muppet Treasure Island of our sports fandom. But um, for Detroit. Yeah. I, it's the perfect. Well, and but in the spirit of just the conversation that we closed out our first hour with of of the our favorite players right now and where they were drafted, I mean that Daniel Hunter was that potential pick, was betting on the high ceiling. Um, but if it's not the right guy, man, that's a swift downfall. You better hope that you hedged your bet. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with potential. I'm gonna stick with Trayvon Walker to go first overall. Nice. Rather than uh, Aiden Hutchinson. What about you? I would I would take Aiden just out of. Listen, the Jaguars have a lot of needs, right? That's true. And you need someone who's consistent, who's proven itself, was in the Big Ten, was in Michigan, has done big things, has done better as he progressed into his career mm. uh, at Michigan and all those years that he spent over there. Yeah. So I, I would go with Aiden, uh, with Aiden Hutchinson. Somebody said on the NFL broadcast, or NFL Network broadcast just a few minutes ago, or at least made the bold prediction that three edge rushers would go in a row to start out this draft. McShay does not believe so. He thinks that Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU, is going to go to the Houston Texans, another team with a lot of holes to fill. Um, what's the difference between this cornerback and, and what's the other cornerback that everybody's really in uh, love with, the Notre Dame kid, right? Or is yeah, he a linebacker? No, no, he's a safety. That's the safety. Safety cornerback. I mean, you can uh, kind of mix and match with those, can't you? 100%. But the, the one that uh, impressed us, too, as he walked on to uh, the stage for the first time, uh, the other cornerback is Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Sauce. Sauce Gardner knows all about those irrigation systems. Yeah. Um, so with three, your boy uh, Melk or Todd McShay is going with Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. Yeah. Uh, Another ceiling pick. My guy Melk Hyper Jr. is going with Akeem Owanu. Finally, a deviation. Who was on stage. A, a lot of suit talk, ladies and gentlemen, because some yeah. of these suits are spectacular. Um, I do think that they need a left tackle to go with um, with Tunsil. Larry T Laramie Larry, Tunsil. Yeah. Yes, Larry Tunsil. Who we talked NFT about yesterday. NFT didn't take off as, as uh, well as we anticipated. But the, the one team, and, and Houston is one of these teams that has two picks. They have three and 13. That's true. They could go wherever. They can do whatever they want. They're one of the biggest question marks, and they're kind of going to set the tone of, you know, are we going to go defensive ends, and then now the tackles are going to be taken? Are they going to switch course? Are they going to trade down? To right. get more value. Well, and sometimes you get the guy that you really want first, and then you're able to kind of make that second pick a little bit expendable. But luckily, Lovey Smith being a defensive guy too. Absolutely. Go defense. So there's a, there's a lot of very good. The point unpredictability to make. of this draft is unparalleled. Two uh, years past. McShay's draft has uh, Iguanu going fourth to the to the New York Jets. We got Chris Cross's cousin Charles Cross from Mississippi State, the offensive tackle, going fifth to the New York Giants, according to Todd McShay's final mock draft. Uh, another team with multiple first-round picks and plenty of areas to improve upon. And I forget, they're dealing with a new head coach. So we got to remember yeah, that new, the, the clock's kind of reset. And, and Joe Sheen, too, from, yeah. uh, from Buffalo. So Joe Sheen, GM from Buffalo, and Brian Dable as well as a new head coach. And I uh, them not picking up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option today. But if they do get a tackle... They're trying to give him the opportunity to prove himself. Yep. Like Baker could have. And Oh, are we'll you see. are you a Baker apologist now? Or have you changed your colors? No, I said like Baker could have. Like they tried to give him the uh, tools to, to see okay. if they, they'd get the uh, oh, the extension. God. So Charles Cross, another dude 
humongous. Um, played in the SEC. Played at Mississippi State. It's a big boy dealing with other big boys. Him and Andrew Thomas can kind of anchor that offensive line on both sides. So that is the, the safest pick, in my opinion, for the Giants to go tackle. When it comes to making the safe picks and being at the mercy of your team's context, just as I mentioned that the Giants are not dealing with the Joe Judge, you know, guillotine hanging over his head. Matt Rule absolutely, absolutely has a guillotine hanging over his head. This is going to be, what, his fourth season at the at the helm of the Carolina Panthers, and now you could probably chalk up a lot of their lack of success to Christian McCaffrey's injury problems, and that's why you don't pay the running backs that much money. But it really has uh, handcuffed them and their ability to cr to put together a team that can compete. I don't like that they moved on from Teddy Bridgewater two years ago to go to St Sam Darnold. But Todd McShay says Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama, would certainly be helpful to one Mr. Sam Darnold and his running around issues. And if it, this is another pick that could change the course of what is Carolina going to do? So they have yeah. the sixth pick. They don't have a second-round pick. A, it's almost like a chaos button. Chaos. Oh, wow, we're good. <laughs> we are so good. We didn't even plan it that way. Yeah, it works out like that. With, with Carolina, though, like I said, no second-round pick. They could acquire more picks. They have $30 million in cap space. So the Lort and your savior, the Jimmy Lord's G. The Lort's light, you think, is going to go to Carolina? Or Baker. No, I'm saying whether it's Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield, if they want to go veteran, they can That's kind true. of absorb that in their cap space. They could go get a quarterback. But if they go three years Pickett? in a row moving on from a new quarterback, I feel like that says something worse. It's, and and to, me, to me, the safest thing, and Mel Kuyper as well as Evan O'Neill going to the Panthers, is you get someone to share that line and you get one of these veterans. Because to me, although their owner for the Panthers is from Pittsburgh and probably loves Kenny Pickett, to take him at six seems kind of ridiculous. Or taking someone who's kind of proven in Baker Mayfield and just trying your best because this is desperate times. Yeah. Because, and we talked about this before the show, getting a rookie quarterback, some people would say, okay, that kind of resets the button and kind of gives you time. Go ask Matt Nagy what happened when they right. died Justin Fields well, and he got fired. there's getting a new quarterback and then there's being incompetent to be able to put him in a position to succeed. And so I, I just think Matt Nagy completely lost control of, of that team and just overall his ability to probably even run his staff in a lot of ways. And so that's why they moved on. And uh, as a person in the NFC North, we're more happy for it. I hope that his successor is less than less successful than he is. But we already mentioned Ahmad Gardner, cornerback uh, Cincinnati. McShay has it going to the New York Giants, which we know they acquired through a trade with Chicago. But that hurts for Bears fans. Uh, and and McShay, here's the bit. Here's the bit here because here's the dropper. Here's the far. Kayvon Thibodeau, who has been one of those names that a lot of people associate with that top pick. And I know we've been we've supplanted them with uh, with the Aiden Hutchinsons, with the Trayvon Walkers. But this is a guy with a lot of talent, and it's coming from a very strong program. Sliding all the way down to eight in the Atlanta Falcons on McShay's draft. I feel like the Falcons would run to the podium. Mel Kuyper doesn't even have him in the top ten. What? And this is what we're talking about, that depending on how this is going to go, one of these dudes, whether it's the stud wide receivers. I he's falling. The tackle, because he cares about his brand, and he got hurt. Oh, he's, he, and, oh, he's a well-rounded person, so therefore distracted away yeah. from the only thing that matters, which is work. And and Man. Jermaine, and, and for, for Mel, he has Jermaine Johnson going to the Giants, and this is a dude who, going into the season, was the fifth or sixth best edge rusher 
And now he's jumping over the dude that was the consensus number one going into the season. Hmm. And this is what's going to happen, and this is going to change a lot of teams' trajectories. Because, like, what if one of these tackles drops down? Are the Saints now going to move up? Are some of these teams that are yeah. at the bottom that need certain positions? And we haven't even mentioned the quarterback yet. No. This is nuts. No. But we're not going to for a while. And that's where it's like sometimes when you start getting into the, the double-digit picks like your, your 10 pluses that's where teams you're at the mercy of what's going on in front of you and you might have well this is our biggest need like so let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings because we haven't mentioned them at all today um they're they're a team that needs a lot of secondary help and McShay has Kyle Ham Hamilton going to the Minnesota Vikings safety out of Notre Dame I would be elated as but you be. as you mentioned what if a tackle falls you know what else is a uh an every year type of thing that the Minnesota Vikings need Offensive line. And sometimes, well, we're drafting the best player available. Sometimes that supersedes your greatest point of need. You know? Yeah. I feel that. And and there's going to be situations. You move down to to this 10th and, and 11th slot with the New York Jets and the Washington Commanders. A lot of people are assuming the Commanders need a wide receiver to pair with Terry McLaurin. Are they going to move up? Because the Jets, obviously, they tried to get Tyreek Hill. So we know that they're intrigued about getting some more weapons. They're gonna get a Zach receiver Wilson. that'll run like two yards and then hook back because Carson Wentz, you know, without having someone right in front of his face to say, "I'm on your team." Sometimes he gets confused, guys. So Chris Olave, it is. But these you these, these are gonna be some of these these interesting situations because there's too much talent at some of these positions for someone not to drop down. And if you guys get Kyle Hamilton, like you said. Oh. I would love you. my life, and I guarantee that Harrison Smith would love his life too because he's the other safety in the Minnesota Vikings, also a Notre Dame alum. You mentioned the quarterback. Very likely that we don't have one picked in the first round, but uh, if there's a team that you think is likely to make that move, is desperate enough to make that move, dumb enough to make that move. Strong words. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, you, yeah, we yeah, all no. don't know. We don't know. Uh, it remains to be seen. Which team is that for you? Got three. Okay. Steelers. Yep. Tennessee Titans. <gasps> really? I love it. And the Saints. Even after they had to bring Jameis back in saying, sorry, we, we pursued uh, Deshaun. I, I think that, so they have the, the Saints have the 16th and 19th. Dennis pick. Allen knows how to wheel and deal, doesn't he? He has to get this team on track. No, they do. And, and the Saints have an extra first round pick next year. So I think they can mm. pair a, their, their first-round pick next year and a second-round pick this year and move up and get a tackle. And or a then, quarterback. No, I, I this think, Matt no, Corral guy, do you think they would trade nah, up for that, Mississippi? That, that, He's a local guy, kid, kind of. I don't think that guy's going to go in the first round. And, and oh, to be honest. going to be at the draft thing. Yeah, I, I, I hope that dude does not. Um, <laughs> with Pittsburgh, I do think that Malik Willis is – is a person that they can get, that they can kind of... Liberty they need guy, a quarterback. right? Yeah. Um, at 20, that's a safe pick. And for me, with the Tennessee Titans, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, uh, I want a lot of people not to overlook the Vrabel-Luke Fickle connection Ooh, at yeah. Cincinnati. Obviously, Ohio both State. Ohio State dudes. Desmond Ritter is getting a lot of pub these last few weeks, especially even with Pittsburgh, too. Assassin's Creed um, stock must be way up. <laughs> I like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, those are those are the three teams that I think um, are going to be in a position to take a quarterback, and you know, think about the I future. Think, I think the most desperate of those teams for I kind of think Pittsburgh is maybe because their roster, the rest of their roster is ready, but they're like, oh, we'll we'll see what Mitch brings us. Well, you need to have somebody compete. They could they could be one step away, honestly. 
And uh, I know you love to hear that, Adrian, because you're just like the most diehard Steelers fan I probably ever had the pleasure of meeting. Oh, of course. And so I, I just hope that it goes well for you guys today. Uh, do you think uh, Jimmy G or Baker is going to get moved? I think Jimmy does. I think Baker is a little radioactive right now. And you don't say. Yeah, I, I well, I just I, I think that teams are going to wait longer for him, maybe more into training camp to see. There's always a team that loses their starter in training camp, always. But Jimmy, I feel like he, he keeps his cards so close to the vest, and he's obviously found a lot of success in San Francisco. And so overall, I think he's just a, a, a better piece. But as Trey Wingo said yesterday, it seems like a lot of the, the trade propositions that he had heard about aren't up to the value of Kyle Shanahan and, and the 49ers top brass to consider it. So hopefully we get some updates and some movement on that because those dominoes are always really important to fall. And I'd really like to wrap up so we can start committing everybody to memory where they're going to be, where, yeah. where they are, because unprecedented offseason, as we've talked about over the last few weeks, and uh, is certainly still a buzz here at the NFL Draft as media members continue to file in. We see suits, we see shorts, we see tattoos, we see piercings. <laughs> we see all walks of life, and we're and so happy catering. to be here. Absolutely, great catering. The cookies are top notch. Uh, speaking of top-notch, it comes to our interview with Trista Crick, everything NBA. A couple of that draft questions as well, but you know we got to get into the Wolves and other things percolating around the NBA. Trista Crick from BetMGM Tonight joins us. 1140 The Bet. Welcome back to The Playmakers, live on Radio Row at the 2022 NFL Draft on 1140 The Bet and the Odyssey app. Brooklyn, Denver, Chicago have all booked their trips to Cancun to begin their off-season activities, and more are on the way as we close out the first round of the NBA playoffs. And here to help us navigate through it all is the one and only host of BetMGM Tonight and our NBA insider, Trista Crick. Insider Call is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Another highly anticipated installment with the Trista Crick, the highest of honors on the biggest of stages at least outside of the one floating on the Bellagio fountains. But before we get to the NFL draft chatter, let's just say I still believe, Trista, I have full confidence in the gauntlet that is the target center for game six, but game five, we all know ah. what we saw. Singular <laughs> specialty from Ja. I mean, am I, am I just too much of a fan right now to still believe? Because we saw something special the other night. Well, if I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, which I'm not right now, what I would say to myself, to assuage myself, is I would say we've had these games, and I think we are the better team. I think we Timberwolves have the better matchup. The question that you guys need to ask yourselves, though, Lindsay, is who wants it more? Mm. Who wants it more? Because right now I hear a lot of chattering. I hear a lot of too small with Pat Beverly and his his yeah. nine measly little points. And all that did was ignite the fire inside of Mr. Ja Morant. Talk about and, it. And, and that is why you're at the Target Center just hanging on for dear life instead of telling these boys to go home. Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. What's more demoralizing in your mind, the, the dunk that Ja put down and, and will be printed in so many posters, uh, or the, the pivot that lost Ant up at the key that enabled the, the floater layup that he was able to take the lead and eventually the win with? 
I would say probably the dunk. The dunk. dunk. Like, I know it's like drive for show, putt for dough, but like that dunk. This man ha- is on one leg right now, and he's yeah. got swelling in his knee, and he decided, yeah, I'm not playing any more games now with these guys. I think he's kind of doing the whole like CP3. It's like the rope-a-dope. He's trying to conserve all of his energy. They're just hanging on until the fourth quarter when it's time to shut you out. Trista, before we get to some of these um, series and some of these games tonight and leading up to this weekend, I want to ask you, more disappointing playoff performance so far between Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, or Kyrie Irving? I think it's got to be Kyrie Irving, other than the fact that he had 41 in game one. He was just, no, I can't say that. That's a lie. It's Trey. It's Trey. What am I even saying? (laughs) No threes last game. Trey? It's, a, it's a, of course it's Trey. You guys thought I was gonna. You guys thought I was just gonna pile on Kyrie Irving. No, no, sir. Trey Young. I don't even know if Trey Young is going to like come back from that performance. Like he's he went from ice Trey to ice cold. He went from we are the future in the East to we might need to blow up the team. I think that I think it might be DeAndre Hunter's team now. You think the performance was that bad? That like he was the future? Like, he, had, he, had eight, he had eight points in one game? Yeah. Big-time players do big-time things? This is true. And he made no big-time – he had one floater to win that game. Like, here's the, here's the reason that it was so demoralized, so bad. The end of the game, in game five, in Miami – they're running a play for apparently they said they were running it for Trey. Three point was it five point seven seconds left on the clock. They said they were running running the play for Trey to hit a three, which he was over five from three that night. So okay, that's fine. Go with your guy. But 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 Trey wasn't even anywhere near the huddle. He was off staring into Never Neverland. He had Gallinari that ended up getting the ball. Gallinari was obstructing his view and ended up ending up with the, the ball in the corner of the court, getting absolutely mauled. Trey Young was running away from the ball. He didn't even want it. That's not a good place to be if that's supposed to be the leader of your that's, team. That is not he, a place he, he to be. Did a, he did a pandemic pee, folks. He hit the side <laughs> backboard. Not a playoff pee. Not a playoff pee. That's the worst. I'm, I'm just glad that Carl Anthony Towns' name is not on that list because in early returns of these series, he certainly would have been. But things have changed. Uh, and, and it's not just in terms of some players stepping it up or, or maybe kind of regressing back to a lower level of their play. But we are dealing with a lot of injuries. So in your mind, who's repping the peskiest injury to play with slash rehab at this point? We got angry knees on Jimmy Buckets. We got Joel's thumb. You got Booker's hammy, Luca's ankle. I'm not so much focused on how bad they are but rather how much that affects the presence and the overall flow of the team and their ability to withstand uh, their opponent. I think it's got to be Joel Embiid. Like, he said he can't catch and he can't pass. I mean, that's like what he does. That's like, whoops. Those are two critical components of playing the game. Like, once he gets the ball in his hands, like, shooting's not so hard. I mean, it's both, like, they're both, everything's painful. But in terms of, like, getting a grip on the basketball, the thumb is, integral in that he's throwing the ball away he's not able to rebound I think he's like 25 30 percent down in terms of production on assists and on rebounding he's he's getting to a point where like 
he, the team obviously needs him in order to win. They're not the same when he's not dominant. But it also is like Doc Rivers' legacy is now mm. yet again in question with the 3-1 lead. 3-0 <laughs> lead, excuse me. So I, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but Doc Rivers went on a little rant about how we're being unfair. Mm. How that, that Orlando team, that eight seed he coached, that was we really should have given him credit for that. You got to make sure you bring all the worksheets that you completed uh, for for the final grade because sometimes the teacher loses the book. But if if there's an unsung what about class participation, Lindsay? I'm in class. I'm asking questions. Give me a gold star. Who cares if I failed the test? You just got to feel nice, warm, and fuzzy inside. Uh, if there was an unsung hero out of nowhere award for a surprising individual playoff production slash impact, who would be your early nominees at this juncture? The first name that came to mind to me was Brandon Clark. A lot of rebounds were tipped to Jaw and to Desmond Bain. I think he had 15 rebounds. Most of those were in the fourth quarter in game five. He had 21 points. Most of those points were in the fourth quarter. He's not a guy that anybody thinks about, but, you know, Jaron Jackson's been god-awful. Mm -hmm. And when he ended up fouling out, they went ultra small. They played BC at, at the small five. And I tell you what, if it wasn't for those rebounds, you know, Minnesota could have ended up running away with it and, you know, would have been a spot to close out in, in game six. I think also Victor Oladipo, another unsung hero, coming in basically being like the understudy of Jimmy Butler. Like when Jimmy Butler, the, the Hamlet, ends up going down with like typhoid food poisoning, uh, Victor Oladipo steps in and just does his very, very best Jimmy Butler impression. I think like a, a Grayson Allen shooting corner threes. No, we hate um, to hear it. We hate to hear it. Any sort of positivity. No Chris Middleton just out there making hay while the sun shines, as my mom would say. <laughs> Trista, I want to ask you uh, one of the more entertaining series that I am just thoroughly enjoying, uh, the Pelicans and the Suns. And obviously, we know how you feel about Devin Booker and he hasn't been able to play, but to me, uh, this kind of feels reminiscent when the Spurs won the championship that 2013-2014 season where they were the number one seed, and they ended up in that first round going seven games with Dallas, who was the eighth seed. And to me, I feel like this is great because obviously Phoenix has had such a great season that they might have been coasting towards the end, and this kind of wakes them up because the Pelicans have, you know, slapped them in the mouth and they haven't backed down. Uh, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. I think this will be a huge test. As long as Chris Paul continues to have all of his his energy, and he doesn't have he's not dinged up or bruised up where that impacts him for the next series. I think they're getting DB back. I think they're getting booked tonight back, right? I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, last night um, Monty Williams said that he was out, but that might change in that game seven for certain, but possibly tonight. I don't know the latest update though. Okay, so either way, they've figured out how to play that Suns brand of basketball without him. When, you know, obviously the first couple of games, it took time to figure out who's going to be in what role. Uh, Cam Johnson obviously needed to step up. JaVale McGee needed to step up. Even Bismack Biombo getting minutes. You talk about unsung heroes, like Bismack Biombo and JaVale McGee need to be there um, in the stead as well. So, yeah, I think they needed something to jolt them back to, you know, say, like, listen, it's not given to you. You're, you're, yes, you are the one seed, but. You've got to earn every single game, and you can't allow Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft Alvarado, to get <laughs> under your skin. What a nickname. And I know, it's incredible. 
and to to get to out Chris Paul you. So yeah, I I really like do credit the, the Pelicans for everything they've done because at this point it's just it's just a great story. One and twelve, three and sixteen. I remember saying to myself like fifteen games of the season. Wow, is there anyone worse than the Pelicans? And like turned out turns out yes. There's a lot of, a lot of teams worse. On the flip side of that bracket though, in the Western Conference, do you feel like the favorite is flipped with Golden State and how well they're playing? And you know Clay and Steph getting back to rhythm. Uh, it's going to be I a star-studded competition, man. I cannot wait for that series if it happens. Yeah, I I would love to see it too. Um, I need to see Golden State play against a better opponent because I think, truthfully, they could have lost three games to Denver. They only lost what one, mm-hmm. but they could have lost last night. And they could have lost what game two, so and that's just with you already know what the action is. It's literally Yogic either brings it up or someone else brings it up. They figure out a way to set a screen. Yogic does like a dribble handoff and then rolls rolls to the rim. You hit get hit it hit him with the ball. Nobody can stop him when he holds it high, and then like everybody knows that that's what it's gonna be, but you couldn't stop it. So. That's just with one player in the Denver Nuggets. So I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to operate with a team that's going to be more on the offense in terms of, like, they're going to be the ones leading the charge, the Suns. They're going to be creating defensive intensity and pressure and leverage, whereas, like, Golden State was sort of front-running, I think, because Denver was so undermanned. Always willing to buy into the Wiggins influence and effect. I have a, gr- a creative question for you, Trista, if you're willing. Sure. All right. Let's play Dr. Frankenstein and build an NBA playoff monster from parts. We have an offense, a defense, and a mental game. Where do the pieces come from to make up this monster? Mental game. Chris Paul. Offense. Man. Minnesota Timberwolves, perhaps? I mean... If you could put Chris Paul's mentality into Carl Anthony Towns offensively, oh, I think I would have to say that. Defensively, Herb Jones. Herbert, baby. Hmm? Herbert. Is there another another, uh, another piece to this puzzle, or am I missing one? No, it's just offense, defense, and then the mental game, unless you think that I'm missing one for for what's necessary to bring this alive. That was it. That was that. What do you guys think of that player? I think it's pretty solid, especially since I feel extra included in it with uh, the Wolves. I kind of question the Chris Paul though. He's been getting shook by Jose, who's been in his head. I know. Maybe you. Maybe oh, you Jose. just put. Maybe you just put Jose Alvarado's mentality in there, like under, you know, like chip on his shoulder from Queens. You know, I and I love those guys who are undersized. You know, probably has had to work for everything his entire life just to get to this place undrafted now playing crunch time minutes like folks are wondering is Jose Alvarado the next Chris Paul folks are asking the streets are talking the streets they're chattering they're chattering absolutely I, don't think, I just made that up 
Oh, good. It sounds genius anyways. Uh, we need some draft genius for both of our respective NFL teams. It's a different type of sickness for the Minnesota Viking fandom, but your Dallas Cowboys, we all saw the playoff loss. It was pretty embarrassing. What do you think the Cowboys need to address to get themselves over the hump and win a playoff game for one of these days? Coaching? <laughs> Fair. Can we, draft a co can we draft a coach? You can trade one. Jesus. I mean, it's been... <laughs> Please don't swear. <laughs> I love her Mike McCarthy hate. It's just, it's so spot on. It, like, I forgot about that playoff loss. Like, I just, I've, I've put it out of my head. That's what happens with trauma. I, it, that's, that's what, yeah, but that's what we have to do. It's like men, men in black. I, I would get rid of Mike McCarthy's stat. Um, I think probably some secondary help. Definitely help on the offensive line. Maybe, I don't know, like, some salary cap help. I mean, we're in salary cap hell right now, which is why we've gotten rid of you know, Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins and letting other pieces go that I think like would definitely help the team. I could see us going wide receiver though. Like I could see, I could see, oh. uh, I could see us going, getting a five ten uh, kid from Penn State. We're taking a flyer Jahan, on him. We Jahan high ceiling. Dotson. Taking a Jahan Dotson, even though we've got C.D. Lamb in the slot. I don't know what we're going to do with them, but that's what Daniel Jeremiah says we're going to do. So that's probably what we're going to do. Oh, everything but the grip, the stance, and the swing, I think it's fine. Yeah. Trista, I wish you were here. They just rolled through some Henny. El Paso Sports what? Radio is here. <laughs> yeah, this is, up, El Paso? It is nuts. Uh, driving up. My, uh, my final question for you. Uh, the Packers and Chiefs, both good teams that have multiple picks in the first round. Do you see either one of those teams moving up? I don't think the Packers will. Uh, maybe the Chiefs, but I don't think so. They definitely have needs to, that they need to address. Obviously, the Packers losing Devontae Adams was huge. So they might go out. I think Ryan convinced me. I know Ryan convinced me to take minus 200 uh, <laughs> Green Bay. So, I mean, I've never taken a minus 200 bet individually in my life to take a wide receiver. On um, Green if they Bay move of up, all teams. I know, it's sick. Ugh. But, I mean, it's Ryan. I got a co-host. One team, one dream, you know what I mean? So, if anyone was to do it, I would, I would probably think Kansas City out of those two. Fair enough, Trista Cricks. Many thanks for you being you and for sharing your time and insight with us today. Give my best to the Bet MGM tonight crew and have a blessed show and evening, my friend. Hey, you guys enjoy that draft. That's going to be sick. I hear they're bringing the draft picks out on both. Mm -hmm. Yes, on That's the uh, awesome. Bellagio Fountains, and I appreciate your excitement when I said there was Henny being carted around here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Basking in the greatness that is Trista Crick, the NFL draft and all things sports with a Z. All guests are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter to beat the books. BetQL.com or that app, though, will work as well. Final breaths before the draft kicks off, at least the first night underway, or at least on the way. Love for the bet. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hear me, no one sees me, no one. Hear me, no one sees me, no one. I'm off the radar. Welcome back to the Playmakers, live on Radio Row at the 2022 NFL Draft. We have reached the awkward. On 1140 The Bet and the Odyssey app. I'm dead. Why is there too big of a pause right there? (laughs) Guys, I had such a good thing lined up. I'm like, we've reached the awkward bro hug Goodell moment portion of the evening, but I stepped on my own touchdown call. Tis the life of a Vikings fan. We've, you know, we've befriended some Buffalo people across the way from us, uh, some kindred spirits and, and misery there. But just the final few minutes here before the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft kicks off. We are live here at the Caesars Forum. Um, what we're seeing on TV, what you're seeing on TV, is like literally just a two-doorway stone's throw away from us. And so it's, it's been kind of bizarre to be here. Especially since, you know, it's supposed to be 2020, had to postpone it, like, time is a social construct. But just the scale. I mean, even in our media room here, it's just, it's been a while, no, if a, ever. A hundred percent. And we got helicopters flying through both stages from the Strip and the Bellagio over here at the Link. Uh, it's massive. Trying to avoid traffic. They're smart. Yeah, hundred percent. And we are, 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 as Las Vegas and, and as Raiders fans, we kind of are hosting tonight because we ain't really participating. Yep. We're just making sure everyone's having fun. Uh, but our division rivals will be getting down to business. So before we get out of here, uh, let's start off with the Chiefs, who have 12 picks in this draft, tied for most with the Jaguars. Uh, what they're going to be looking for, wide receiver safeties. Uh, they could use some cornerbacks. Obviously, there's a couple good wide receivers in our division and some edge rushers. I believe, and this is strange to say, 
because this is a very rare opportunity where a team with multiple picks in the first round is going to move up but be a team that is a good team and not one of these bottom dwellers. I think they're going to move up to get one of these wide receivers because why not? When you have 12 assets to use, you might as well use them, especially this offseason, right? Right, and they have the most important position locked down with Patrick Mahomes, and so you're not looking towards next year's draft for a better quarterback uh, crop. And so it would make a lot of sense for them to not operate under the same rules in terms of why would you trade up in this draft? Like there, there's so much depth, there's not that many blue chippers. Well, we're not looking for a whole lot, guys. Yeah, and they have the 29th and 30th pick back-to-back. -back. Moving on to the Broncos, of course, Russell right. Wilson. They had to, 100%, they had to, uh, you know, trade a couple things to get Russell Wilson. So what they're going to be looking for, All of their some more help in the offensive line. They need someone to replace their tight end, another edge rusher, and as always, for everyone else in this division, some depth at the cornerback. Uh, they're going to have a second-round pick, so thankfully they can't get one of these studs in the first round. Um, they'll have the 64th They traded pick. Noah Fant to Seattle, right? He was yep. a wide receiver, or was he a tight end? He was a tight end, so okay. they, they need that's to replace that production. I was just looking for that clarification. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think that like we assume that the Bengals are – pretty fortified. I, I, I don't think it's nearly as solid of a foundation as we think, but you know what? Russell Wilson covers up a lot of manholes. 100%. Moving on to Especially the Chargers. Especially the White House. <laughs> Moving on to the Chargers. They got 10 picks. And I like the Chargers this year, guys. I feel like they're in a position where yeah, let's get an offensive lineman. Sure, sure. Let's yeah, protect yeah, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get someone on the defense. For sure, for sure. They got Justin Herbert. Easy peasy. Let's get a wide receiver. Why not? Justin Herbert, some more pieces. Yep. So Keenan Allen can't always just be him. Yeah, so they, they have a lot of flexibility, and they're going at the 17th pick in the first round. That's going to be their first pick. Mm. Um, they also could get, once again, another cornerback, maybe someone for some depth behind uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. I would do that. I would get some depth because these are we, – we, we assume that it's just so easy to constantly exist in these bodies when we're talking about, like, the linemen, the edge rushers and stuff, how easily it is for them to get hurt or get tweaked and stuff. And it's just that's the whole house of cards can come tumbling down. Yeah. I, that's where I would go. But They're in a safe spot. Nobody's paying me to make picks yet. Yeah, they can do yet. Yeah, exactly. They can do whatever they want. Um, and before we get out of here, we are minutes away from the first pick in the NFL draft. Uh, any bold predictions before we say goodbye? Um, I think we are going to see a contender trade up. I think there is somebody dumb enough out there to do it, or they have somebody in their mind that they really want to get. Maybe it's the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think someone that we wouldn't assume to trade up, especially in this draft, is going to do so. That's my bold prediction. My bold prediction? Debo Samuel. No. No will be a New York Jet by the end of the night. I think that is a terrible, terrible take for him, for you, for San Francisco, for New York. But you know what? It might get done. Two top ten picks. They can't miss out on another wide receiver again after they uh, got left in the cold in the – Tyreek Hill situation yeah, where he him. was like, the Jets, rightfully so. Home of football expertise here at the NFL Draft, or at least amongst some of our most – beloved colleagues. We'll be back tomorrow. Be well to each other, mostly to yourselves. Use your blinkers, especially with how many people are rolling around tonight. And otherwise, enjoy the abyss that is your life. 22 hours until we're back here at the NFL Draft at Caesars Forum. Bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.